What is up, everyone? Welcome to Conversation Piece with me, Patrick Armstrong. This is a show where I talk to my friends and other interesting people about whatever they have on their minds right now. Could be anything. Probably adoption-related in some form or fashion. Could be sports-related. I really like my sports. It could have to do with something that's going on in the news, a concept of some sort having to deal with identity, having to deal with your own personal journey, personal growth, whatever that might look like, it could be what we're talking about. But today is episode 1.5, so if you have tuned into episode 0 or episode 1, you'll know that every two weeks or in between each full episode, uh, you're going to get one of these little half episodes that come out on the 15th, and this happens to be one of those episodes. Um, The music that just faded out is music by Chad Wells. He is an Indianapolis-based producer who did a lot of the production on my old projects, uh, all my my old music that I used to do. Um, That beat in particular was for a song that I did called About That. That was on a project that I've called my only album that I ever put out, but it's really just one of a number of projects that I did called Strange Radio Frequencies. You can check that out on my SoundCloud as well. I think that's at Patrick in the World. It might be at Patrick Isn't Real. I'm not 100% sure. I'll probably link that. I don't know if I will. Maybe I'll make you do the hunting for that. <laughs> um, yeah, so I for these episodes, if you're just joining, it's just going to be me doing a little bit of catch-up, uh, catching up all of y'all who are joining me here on kind of what's going on in my area or my life, um, talk a little bit about one topic or another, and um, then talk about what's going to be coming up on the next episode. So right now, I just wanted to shout out everyone who listened to episode one with my guest, Jenna Antonowitz. Really, really fantastic conversation. We did have some technical difficulties on the audio that I am not as great of an engineer editor as I wish that I was. So I wasn't able to properly do that justice, but it was a fantastic conversation nonetheless. And I, yeah, it's been really great. I really appreciate all the feedback that I've gotten so far and everybody who took a listen to it. And I hope that we can continue to have these really deep, really in-depth conversations uh, as we go forward here on the show. Um, Another thing that has happened recently is I play basketball with a group of Asian guys um, every Tuesday and Saturday. And for the month of September, we were playing in a tournament. So those four teams and we played on each Saturday and we had the championship game this, uh, the last or the first Saturday, I guess of October. And uh, we won. Um, my team took home the championship. It was great. Um, I like to win. I definitely don't like to lose in those situations. I really love basketball too. And honestly, at the end of the day, it's been I feel like a full circle moment for me to play not only competitive basketball, but to be playing in a league that was where everyone except for one person literally looked like me or had a a similar background. So, um, yeah, I think that was I don't know. It's just been that's been a big part of my journey is being part of this group and feeling and, and receiving acceptance from them. Um, never having to go into my story a whole bunch, um, which is kind of nice to be honest. It's nice to just show up at the gym and be able to play. Uh, I just, 
yeah, that's all all I've really ever wanted to do is just show up at gyms and play basketball. And these guys have really been amazing in not only accepting me for just who I am, but just to um, just showing me support as I go through this journey as well. So those guys are incredible. I don't know if any of them listen, but if they do, shouting you out right now. Thank you so much um, just for being cool. <laughs> um, and then... As you're listening to this, um, I'll have been in Korea for three days now. I think we should be arriving. We're arriving like 3.30 on the 12th, 3.30 p.m. on the 12th, I believe. And today is the 15th. So I've been here for three days. Don't ask me how it's going. I don't know yet. <laughs> and I can't really share that. But one of the last things I want to ta- catch up on is that my wife and I, as we return from Korea... I believe we should be closing on our first home together. So really excited about that. It's the next step, not it's the next step in our collective journey together um, as we move forward towards starting a family and uh, having those conversations and just really uh, moving forward in our lives. And so that's a really exciting thing. Also, that's happening right after I get back from Dallas for the John Chi show live event our second year doing that and I'll talk a little uh, talk more about that a little bit later but yeah very excited about um, being a homeowner this will be my second time technically and this will be Emily's first so we are excited to be able to do that ready to move into this new phase of our lives um, it, it, it's exciting so very excited for that but enough about well, it's going to be more about me, but enough about catching up. And honestly, I can't say thank you enough again, or I can't say enough thank yous to all of the people who have been supporting me as I've gone on this particular journey with this show and what everything else that comes with that, especially all the stuff that I've been writing about on LinkedIn recently and sharing on my social medias. Just really, really, really appreciate all of your support. Um, It makes it so much easier and so much more worth it to come back to the mic each time and have another conversation. Cause I feel like, you know, we are building a community that supports and uplifts each other, uplifts each other. And while I might be the one talking on this microphone right now, um, it's really all of you who make it possible for me because I'm a person that needs that kind of support. Not that no, not that everybody doesn't need that type of support, but, um, I just really, really am grateful for, uh, the love and kindness and everything that y'all have shown me. So thank you for that. And with that being said, you know, uh, the episode that came out on the first with Jenna was great because we talked about what it means to go back to Korea. And we dove into her journey, her return being framed uh, through the lens of reunion and reuniting with her first family. And I thought it was really really awesome and and powerful to hear her share and to hear about the experience that she was able to have, um, not only going back to Korea, but actually getting able to uh, being able to have that connection. You know, my, as I shared in that episode, my journey is not framed through that. I'm going back through the overseas Korea foundation, um, government program that provides, uh, the airfare and the lodging for, um, well, Koreans who live overseas outside of Korea itself, and then also for Korean adoptees specifically. And so that's the trip that I'm going on. I'm very, very privileged and lucky to be able to bring Emily along with me and have her join me on this trip. 
um, because, you know, I'm recording this prior to going and we're leaving in three days. <laughs> I'm not cutting that out. You had, you know, you know, now that I had to count out how many days it was until we leave. And if you've been follow, if you follow me on social media, uh, especially on LinkedIn, you'll know that I've been really struggling this past week. So this first week of October, because I think that I've been, I put off processing and dealing with kind of a lot of the emotional stuff that was coming with returning specifically as an adoptee, but just in the context of my own story, because as soon as we found out that we got accepted to go on the trip and shout out to James on, uh, our young and Jerry's friend who, works for the Korea or who was the president of the um, Korean American Federation of Los Angeles and who um, encouraged us to apply for this trip. As soon as I got accepted for the trip, um, I think it was like, it was just, that was it. And I stopped thinking about it because we were going through this home buying process. I was getting ready to launch all of this stuff and I was really getting enmeshed in my my actual career work. Um, and I think at that specific time I was struggling at that. And I think that was one of the reasons I was like, okay, I got this. I need to put it on the back burner for a minute because I got to focus on this other thing. The thing that's paying me money, uh, to be able to, to buy a home and to just live, pay the bills that we have currently. And so I think that all of that, I think that just having pushed that down and not thought about it for a month and a half, was the the wrong move because it all came kind of flooding back on me. I think it started over the weekend, but really on Monday I woke up and it just felt overwhelmed, a sense of, of, of anxiety, a kind of sense of, of dread of not that of a lot of different things. Um, a lot of a time base, to be honest, now that I'm thinking about it, it was really one I think I was, I, I woke up and I was like, okay, it's so close to, to me going back now to us going to Korea. And I was like, where did that time go for me to prepare? I don't, I, I've run out of time now. And so it was like, it, it felt like that. And it also felt like I started to think about how long we're actually going to be in Korea. And it's really only like five days. And while that is a lot of time, it's also not a lot of time. And I think that's what I've been talking about a lot this week is the sense of that that short time frame and feeling like this trip is happening to me instead of me being able to 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 return to Korea kind of on my own accord. And I again, I, I don't mean to sound ungrateful at all. I'm very grateful for this opportunity. Huge privilege. I was talking to a friend. Um, who was talking, he's also adopted, but he was talking about returning to his country of origin. And he's like, well, we don't, we don't have those types of things for us, you know? And I was like, damn, yeah. And it kind of made me think about this trip and myself and my feelings around it. You know, I, I am very lucky and very privileged to have been accepted and to be able to go and return to Korea in this manner, especially when I don't have to pay for a flight or uh, my hotel. The A lot of the things are pre-planned, the activities and whatnot. Um, so, yes, very grateful for that. But it still feels like something that I'm just kind of along for the ride for. And maybe that's a good thing. Maybe I need to just 
let go. My sister texted me the other day and talked about kind of trying to go with as little expectation as possible. Like, obviously, we as adoptees are going to carry that extra baggage um, with us. But like if it's possible for me to just kind of shed a little bit of that as much as I can and, and be able to enjoy this trip as, as much as, as much as possible, because, you know, it's not every day that I'm going to be able to just drop everything and go back to Korea for a week um, or longer. You know, I think that I'm in a really unique position to be able to do that. And um, obviously if the government's going to pay for it, might as well take them up on that offer. Um, but I, I feel like, and what I wrote on Friday is that, you know, I, I've also felt this lack that comes with being adopted, especially, or not especially, but um, for me being an inter-country adoptee who has lost or lacks like the language, the the real cultural nuance of Korea and Korean society and you know, I think I've been feeling those things very acutely lately, especially as it gets closer and closer, because <laughs> I've been doing this. I've been doing the John Chi show for two years now, and it's like we do all of these things. And we went through the Korean culture dictionary and like to learn more and connect more with our culture and our heritage. And part of me feels like I've kind of dropped the ball on it, maybe. But I don't know if it's that I've dropped the ball so much is that I don't know. I've just I, I found myself accept I found the acceptance of myself as the type of Korean and Asian American person that I am. You know, I'm an adoptee who grew up in a different circumstance than other Asian Americans. And I understand that the Asian America that I occupy and how it looks to me is much different from from other people. And I don't know. I just feel like as I get closer to going back, I feel like I've wasted a lot of opportunities sometimes. And, and when it comes to like language and learning and, and knowing more about the culture and being more prepared, I guess, I, I think I, I think the biggest thing that I've been feeling is maybe a sense of being unprepared. And that's on me, honestly, at the end of the day, it's on me. But it's also I mean, it also makes me think about that lack and how we lose these things Maybe not so much anymore, but especially for anyone adopted before 2000, I think knows that acute loss, especially in transracial households, like same race adoptions, you know, you, you're able to keep a little bit of that aspect. You still are, are losing your first family, potentially losing, um, even from a, like a domestic situation, like a, uh, the land that I described for me, which would be Korea could just be even state by state. You know, it's, it's, I don't know. It's, it, it's hard to, it's, I'm not articulating it well. I'll say that, but, um, I don't know. That's just what I've been thinking about lately. And, and a lot of that is that internalized guilt of feeling not enough all the time. And, like I haven't really felt that in a while, um, especially since May when I kind of like flipped the switch in my own brain. It was just like, yes, I'm here. I know myself. It's all great. And it for a while, it's, it has been all great. And I was talking to somebody else the other day about how I felt like a lot of things were just happening really positively in my life. And it, a lot of things were going very well. 
And I was just, it was like, I'm waiting for the bottom to fall out kind of. And I don't want to think that way. You know, I, I like to think that we'll continue to move on in a positive aspect in a positive manner and everything will be fine and things will continue to go well, you know, keep, keep that mindset. But, um, you know, I was kind of waiting for that moment to happen. And I think that it did, you know, a lot of it when my grandma, my, my grandma passed away, you know, it's been really tough and it's still something that, you know, months on, uh, is really emotional for me. Um, you know, her, I've just looked at the, I'm recording this on the eighth and you're listening to this on the 15th. And in between there on the 13th was her birthday. So I'm in Korea the second day for first full day that I'm in Korea. That's, that's an anniversary that I'm also dealing with. And I'm, I hope that I've, I handled appropriately <laughs> apologies, Emily and anyone else on this trip that, uh, if I just had a, a quick breakdown, but I think that happened. And then you know, I've just been struggling, not struggling, but just really, really sitting and processing and trying to process those emotions. And then not thinking about this trip. And all of this kind of, again, flooding in and, and commingling and, and and creating a circumstance that would make me feel this way, I guess, and, and make me really think about a lot of these things. And way on my mind. And that's okay. And I mean, that's okay. Like we have to, we, we all sit through and go through situations, maybe not like this, but situations where we feel, you know, we're riding a positive wave and something happens, pulls the rug out. And we've, you know, the, the best thing that we can probably do is find a way to sit with that. Even if it comes after a, a moment of grief or, or mourning or whatever it is that you have to do or feel, in order to reach that place of, okay, let me sit with this and figure out how do I not move past it per se, but move with it. And I think that's where I'm hope. I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm kind of finding my footing now at the end of this week, going into the trip. than I, then I was at the beginning, you know, I was really, really struggling on Monday and Friday. I felt a little bit, I felt it or Thursday, I felt it start to go away a little bit. And today I'm, I'm feeling a lot better about it. Um, I think I got some good sleep. I played basketball this morning, so that helped as well. You know, I like to, <laughs> I like to play basketball, but, um, yeah, I think that's, it's just an interesting thing, especially for adoptees, I think. And, you know, another reason, another reason that I feel like I gotta be, continue to be vocal about this. And it's a conversation that I heard, um, on a podcast that, Essentially, what we have to do right now is elevate and hype up and celebrate the people in our Asian American community. This will be my example, the Asian American community, so that in the future, doing some of those doing some of those things is doing those things is normal. So for Asian Americans and we can just exist as people and as human beings. And I want that like that's like. Like I heard when I heard that I was really, really moved by that statement because I was like, yes, like I would just want to exist in life. And I think it made me and it made me think about adoptees and why we why certain people who not certain people, why people who have the ability to to step into a platform or given the opportunity need to kind of take that space up because we have to normalize the things that we all go through. 
but are only heard from by a select few people. And so I'm going to talk about the things that I struggle with as an adoptee specifically because I hope that it might help another adoptee who maybe definitely did not have a positive experience like I did with adoption who needs to be heard. And I think that's the that's a big problem with adoptees finding that ability to just exist. And it's not because we want to forget that we were adopted, but it's because we need people to understand that this shit is not just a, uh, a, a this shit is not just love. Like it's not just you adopt somebody and it's all good now. Like that kid is fine. Like there is, there are things that come with this that people need to understand. And people also need to understand that, not all adoptions end up with a positive experience. And those aren't just one-offs. Like those things happen and are more and are frequent. They happen frequently and are common. Positive experiences are not common or, or wholly positive experiences are not the common denominator. It's really the gray area between that wholly negative and wholly positive. And, you know, I think probably all of us fall into that gray space but unless it's somebody who either has gained renown or celebrity who's willing to start talking about those things or the way it's been framed now, somebody who has a positive experience and who is sharing, like those are the only people who will get heard in the conversation. And that's not right. But it's also not right that we should ask the people who have had these negative experiences who really need to be heard to share and relive their trauma over and over again. And, and yeah, we can't, we can't because that's not fair to them at all. Like to put, to put that on them, to put the changing and the shift of the narrative on them. It's not fair. Uh, and it's not right. And so that's one of the reasons I've been vocal this week about my thoughts around this return and I think that I don't I don't know. I haven't heard anyone really specifically say uh, anything about what I've said this week. But I think that's what that's why I've been vocal is because, you know, if I had the opportunity to share a little bit more and to share a little bit about that, you know, that not so great side of adoption and those things that we deal with and struggle with as adult adoptees, I'm hoping that, you know, it gives it'll lend support or platform or strength or whatever it is that is needed to the adoptee who's who's regularly goes unseen and unheard because their voice deserves that platform the same as mine they deserve to be heard and they should be heard and if i can help make that happen in any way i'm gonna do that and if right now it's by just blasting on linkedin about how i'm really feeling when it comes to this trip then that's what i'll do so <laughs> Okay, so that's my soapbox. Um, I've been getting this question a lot, and I haven't really, you know, I haven't really, it's been tough to answer, but people have been asking me what I'm most excited for, and I'll say the thing that I think I'm most excited for is a lot of the planned activities are morning heavy, so I think most days after 12 p.m., uh, you're pretty much free to do whatever you want to do, and so my the thing I'm looking forward to the most and something that I talked to with uh, or we talked about on our episode of the John Chi show with Hayshill is just walking the streets of Korea. Maybe it's with Emily, maybe it's by myself and just being there and just existing as a Korean person in a space where 
nearly every single other person looks like me and that's it to be in a space like that i don't know what that's like i know what it's like in new york and and in la to be in the k towns and in the in the different places where maybe there's heavily population or a heavy population of east asian folk but you know i've never i've i've not been to korea or any east asian country to experience that and so i think that's the thing i'm most excited for like if i don't have as much time as i would like then i want to be intentional with the time that i have and so if that's something that i, I that's something that i want to do i i'm sure i'm going to have the opportunity but uh i'm laying it out now hopefully that i've done it uh, as you're listening to this on the 15th so that's something you can ask me about later. Um, and I'm sure I will talk about on the episode that comes out in November. So I'm sure that we'll dig into that as well. Cause you know, that's a big identity thing. Um, so anyways, that's Korea. That's what's going on in my mind about Korea, about this trip. I am very excited. Despite everything that I said before, I am very excited to do this. I am very excited and privileged to be able to be accompanied by my wife for this excited and privileged to know that there are a ton of people that are going to be there as well outside of the trip and in the trip that I know. Um, uh, yeah, there are too many people. It's too many people. I'm not going to shout them all out here. Um, but just know that I'm very excited and you'll probably be hearing stuff about that as well. Um, once we get back from the trip and I have an opportunity to edit some of that stuff. So, um, that's Korea. And as I said before, uh, once I get back from Korea, I actually go to work for two days and then I fly to Dallas because we are doing our second annual John Chi live event. Very, very excited for that. It's going to be technically in Carrollton, not Dallas, but um, we are going to be doing our second live show. Unfortunately, I don't believe Jerry can be there with us this time, but we're still going to have a good time. Uh, it's going to be similar to what it was in L.A. if you were there for that, if you've been listening and, and were there for that. Um, but it's going to be a little bit different. We're going to have a guest on. Uh, it's go Okay, actually, let me back up. It's going to be a full day event. Um, in the morning, we're going to do a, a live podcast recording with a special guest. Very excited about the guests that we're going to have on. They are local to the Dallas area, Korean adoptee, somebody I admire and have followed for a while in this space and have not had the opportunity yet, uh, or maybe the courage to sit down with this person and have a conversation one-on-one, but I'm very, very excited to be able to do that. Sorry. My phone just fell out of my pocket. Um, so that's going to be happening in the morning, and then we're going to be doing a gimbot making session. I don't know if this has actually been talked about on our show yet, but I'm going to drop it exclusive here if it hasn't. Um, a gimbot making session right after that, and that'll lead us into uh, a, a lunch period, and then uh, kind of like some time to do what you want to do, mingle with whoever else is there, and then we're going to come back for another with the second half of the live podcast recording, which will be just KJ, Nathan, and I talking about stuff. Um, you know how the show goes. <laughs> if you're a fan of the John Chi show, if not, please listen. Um, so excited about that. Then after that second part of the live show, we'll go to dinner, uh, Korean barbecue, and then we will do Noribang as well. This is built into um, what we're going to do as part of the whole event. Last time it was kind of an optional thing. This time it is obviously still optional, but um, built into what we want to do just to make the whole experience feel 
just take just take it to that to that next level, you know, um, after that first year. So very, very excited for that. You can go to johnshyshow.com backslash backslash live johnshyshow.com backslash live to register for the event, buy your tickets. Um, I believe they're one hundred twenty five dollars. Per person, 240 for couples, and I did that in quotes. So if you wanted to come with a friend, buy two tickets at once. Probably the, the more economical way to travel. And I realize that this is only a week away from <laughs> when this episode is coming out. So airplane prices are probably very high. Uh, so if you do come, that's great. If not, no worries at all. Um, just very excited to be able to do this again. And that brings me to... What's going on next um, on Conversation Piece? So in November, if you are unaware, it is National Adoption Awareness Month for the month of November. And when I first started to be involved in the adoptee community, I was like Adoption Awareness Month, more like National Adoptee Awareness Month. So that is how I'm going to be talking about it or NAM for short, but National Adoptee Awareness Month in November. And so obviously going to have a lot to talk about in the newsletter. Um, probably going to be doing some sort of recap on Korea. I'm not sure, but we'll definitely be talking about adoption-related issues and adoptee-related experiences. And very excited to do that with my guest. My episode two guest is Laura Summers, um, somebody who is a great friend to my great friend, Katie Giggle, and who I connected with through Katie, who has just been one of the most incredible supporters that I've had personally, um, but somebody who I've really admired in the space of like doing work on themselves and showing and leading other people on how to to do that. You know, especially in the adoptee space, it's something that I have really had to work on is is figuring out the best ways to do that for myself and i've learned a lot of different things from laura so i'm really really excited to have her on to talk about to be my guest for nam and one of the things that we're going to talk about specifically is imposter syndrome as an adoptee i think it's um something that's radiant radiant (laughs) radiating throughout the conversation i just had about korea um, <clears throat> specifically all my feelings surrounding it. And, you know, I think we're gonna have a lot to talk about. So very, very excited to chat with Laura and excited for y'all to hear that, especially any folks who are joining here who are outside of the adoptee community. I think there's going to be a lot of incredible information shared, a lot of different perspectives, uh, shared here in this conversation that will be important to the ongoing shift in narrative that we're trying to have and trying to create. So, very, very excited for that as well. And that's what's coming up next in November. Um, I actually have some speaking engagements, I think, that I'll be partaking in in November, um, especially on the front end. We should be moving into that house that I talked about closing on uh, in November, officially moving in. So excited about that. Lots of different things going on. I'm sure there will be a lot of different things that I'll be talking about on LinkedIn, on Instagram, probably on TikTok. Who knows? I'm pretty sparing on my content on TikTok right now. I need to get better at that. But if you do want to follow me and follow along on any of those platforms, you can do that at Patrick in the world. That is where you can find all of my stuff on the social medias. You can find anything else that you want to learn about or reach out to me um, regarding or you can do find out what am I talking about? 
about. You can find out anything else that you want to learn about me on my website, patrickintheworld.me. If you're interested in booking me for any type of speaking engagement, some sort of event, especially with November coming up, uh, please reach out to me, Patrick, at patrickintheworld.me. That's email. If you want to call me, then go to my LinkedIn. I think my phone number's on my LinkedIn now um, (laughs) because of my job. Um, Yeah, and so... Thank you again to everybody who's been here and uh, who's joined me at the beginning of this journey. Very, very excited about where we're going to go. Remember, next episode will be coming out on November 1st. My guest is Laura Summers. That's episode two of Conversation Peace with me, Patrick Armstrong, as your host. And I will see you then. 